El nuevo Crispy Chicken Sandwich de McDonald's es crujiente, tiernito, jugoso. Es pollo en la McDonald's, un mordisco y wow. es el nuevo Crispy Chicken Sandwich. Ordena por anticipado en el app de McDonald's. Para pa, pa, pa. En McDonald's participantes. Introducing SN Snapshots, a new photography business started up by SND Podcast co-host Steven. Make sure to follow him on all of social media such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram by searching SN Snapshots. That's shots with a Z. He can also be reached very easily through his website, snsnapshots.com. So if you need a photographer for any sort of event and or project, contact SN Snapshots now. Welcome to episode 277 of the S&D Podcast Show. Steven is here. Vin is here. What's going on, buddy? Oh, today's a rough day, I'll be honest. You know... A loss hasn't, a loss hasn't hit me this hard in a while, and I don't know why. You know, I was thinking about this a little bit, and... um, What was I thinking about? Okay, so... We've been recently... Wow, that was loud. So... Behind the scenes, we're having mic issues today. We're all we're going loud and soft and loud and soft, so we're gonna try and figure it out a little bit today. But go ahead. We're just gonna wing this and hope it doesn't. This sound is a non-Danny show, so we just kind of <laughs> we're shooting from the hip, as they say. <laughs> we just hope this all works out well. Um, so the past couple of weeks, past couple of shows we've done have all been positive shows. Mets get a door. Hockey's back. Pack are rolling. Even the Giants were playing well at the end of the year. Right? Jets get their guy. And then we record last week and everything seemed to hit a fan. We lose out on... We lose out on... George Springer. First off. For the Mets. Yep. Then we find out we have a guy who sends 62 straight text messages to individual people. That's a problem. <laughs> which we'll go into in a little bit as well. Um, which, by the way, that story came out, what, three hours after we recorded? Two hours maybe after we recorded? I, it, I, I, yeah, I think, it, honestly, it might have been uh, 45 minutes. Like, I went to go lay down. If this, was, this was funny. Yeah, it was probably about 11.30. We stopped recording at about 10.30. And I like the alert went off on my phone and I saw it and I went, I'm not dealing with this right now. I'll deal with it in the morning. I don't know what the <laughs> hell is going on right now. But by the time I woke up, they had fired him. I was like, okay, well, that's I missed everything probably in the middle, but he's gone. It was like you went to a bad movie. You saw the beginning and then you went yeah. to the end, right to the end. That's it. I just jumped to the end. Tell me what happened. I'm good. <laughs> um, that was that that was crazy. But we'll get into that in a minute, right? Um, and then, I mean, since we recorded, recorded Monday, the Islanders won Monday before we recorded, and then they went one and one in the two games. Against the Devils. Right, against the Devils. Rangers have been playing better, but, you know, there's not so much you can ask for them. Devils actually look kind of good, not going to lie. Devils are scrappy. Even, even the game that the Islanders won, they played well. They yeah. were also Jack playing Hughes a goalie. Jack Hughes is good, and also they were playing against a goalie that hasn't played a, a NHL right. game in three years. So, yeah. um, 
you got to feel for them in their goalie situation. Corey Crawford literally got there and signed his contract, saw what was on the ice, and left. Yeah. <laughs> like, that guy's and then tired. Mackenzie Blackwood is in COVID protocol for, I mean, I don't know what the reasoning was. I hope everything's all right, right but he's been out a couple of days now, so it's probably uh, at least something, not maybe not serious, but, you know, a positive, an actual positive test. Probably. Right, or somebody local. Um, it is good to hear, though, Josh Bailey was on the list. Um, it was actually because his yes. son's teacher tested positive. That, so, I found that interesting, yeah. But it was one of those contact tracings. So, right, but then his son had a false positive test. His son right. tested the, positive. Which is why he missed a day. Which is why Bailey missed Correct. that day of practice. Which was hilarious because Trot said, don't worry about it. <laughs> In the press conference. Typical Barry Trotz. And then yeah. once he said that, they were like, the NHL was like, well, Josh Bailey's on your list. Um, yeah. Speaking of COVID protocol, uh, it's good to see all the Russians hang out in Washington together. And then and Ovechkin's then... wife. <laughs> she made a like, well, really good. Antibodies. She made a really good point, though. She made a good point, but you know what? Just follow the goddamn rules, okay? Why Just... not? Why not have sweets? Like get them sweets where they can all leave the door open and be in their own room. Because that's not separating. <laughs> It's not separating. But if the doors, but like she said, they hug on the bench, they hug on the ice, they do all that fun stuff, right? I know. They do, but it's also just like I said, you, you, they agree to the rules that the, the players union agreed to the rules. Just follow the rules and go shut up. Okay, so we have all that, and then of course yesterday. 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 Do you want to just rip the band-aid off and go for it? Or do you want to start let's, with let's something start different? With, let's start with yesterday. Let's just rip the band-aid R- off. Rip the band-aid off. Into it. The floor is yours. I know Danny wanted to do the rant for you, but I'm just, I feel like, you know, when the Giants play, Danny's a ranter. This is the Packers. This is the reason you're here, Vin. It's one of many reasons you're here, Vin. Because then we get to I actually like talk Danny, about playoff football. I feel, yeah, right? <laughs> I feel like Danny wanted to hear more than he wanted to do it, but it's just. I've been trying to formulate my thoughts, and we're pretty much 24 hours later. I'm still really. I don't think I'm over it. It's. They had so many opportunities. We, I've gone back to this with the 2014 championship game multiple times where there was probably six plays in that game where literally they make that play and they win that game. Which we go over basically every year. Right. It's the onside kick. It's the fake field goal. There's there's an interception that the guy goes down, Morgan Burnett goes down on instead of returning it. There's the two-point conversion that Russell Wilson threw – you know, 75 feet in the air and then somehow got caught. I mean, again, I could keep the punter, the The, punter throwing a touchdown to the lineman. Right. Exactly. The fake goal. So it's not, it wasn't that. And that's why I, I don't think it it doesn't, I guess, take that, that game spot because everything that happened, they were still losing the entire time. Like mostly, I think they were maybe tied at one point, but they were losing most of the time yesterday. But yes, okay. but it's just more 
stupid mistakes. The play at the end of the half, I don't know what that was. King was terrible in this game. King was bad all day. And Kevin, Kevin King is a guy they drafted in the, was it the second? I think they drafted him in the second round a few years ago. And he, he hasn't been great, but he hasn't been like terrible for the most part. He's a serviceable corner. He had an awful game yesterday. He was getting picked on the whole time. I second I round twenty seventeen. What? Twenty seventeen. Second round. Yeah. They took twenty seventeen, they took Jair in the first round, then him in the second round. They were trying to stack up obviously on corners. At least they think so. Um what was that? No, that was twenty seventeen was they didn't pick in the first round. They traded out and took him to being in the second round. We were we were in DC that day when they did that. Um, yes, I remember that. You were like, "Let's go!" Right, because the Browns so, traded up to get um, I thought it was the a tight smart end. Move at the time. Yeah. So, like I said, he was getting picked on all day, and you, I don't know again what the what the defensive call was. That was Greg Williams' jet level defense playing, basically. Like single high man coverage yep. on the last coverage play of the up. half, and I saw somebody say, you know, as a critique of him that he should have just tackled the receiver and take taken the penalty. He wasn't even close enough to tackle. He got beat so bad he couldn't even intentionally commit a penalty and give him the ball on the five yard line or whatever. It it was just all around awful. And then they come out of the half. Okay, it's twenty-one ten, but still, it's a, it's eleven points. They get the ball, and you get a fumble from Aaron Jones, who's been one of your best players all year. I, you can't fault him on that. And and right there, twenty-eight ten, and I'm like, to me, I tweeted, I said, that's the game because I didn't think they had enough to come back. But so I will admit, at twenty-eight ten. Danny and I texted each other, and, and I said, I can't wait for tomorrow to tell Vin we told you not to watch it with your dad. <laughs> and, it's true. <laughs> we told you not to change locations. We told you not to change what you did the week before. But does somebody want to listen? No, he doesn't. I sh- Listen. If 2014 I, I... taught you anything, it should be not be there. My problem... <laughs> And you're you're right. Like, and I hate that we're that superstitious that I even think about it. But I spent multiple hours. I'm going to say hours, but it popped up in my head multiple times throughout this week. That like, no, but we won a championship. I won a Super Bowl watching the Super Bowl in that house on that same. It's the same exact couch. So that's like, fine, but still, you haven't won since. But I haven't. We haven't won since. I've watched every every championship game. Actually, see that's the other thing is last year I didn't watch it there. I yeah, told but you him that. you're the, I'm not. Yeah, but you watched it someplace stupider last year. So see, that's bad luck too. Now apparently. See, but we don't have saying. to go there anymore. I'm just saying that you watched <laughs> last week in your own place by yourself, and what happened. Yeah, yeah, but uh, uh, you're trying to find an excuse. You know you're not getting the, you're not winning this argument. 
I shouldn't have. You're right. Okay. You're, you're probably right. I'm not going to lie. I sat in my chair doing work stuff last night watching the Islander Devil game. Is that where I was every time they won this year so far? No. It, I've never been in the chair while I've been watching an Islander game. Well, yeah, I've either been at a bar or in my bed. So, guess what I was thinking all last night? If I laid in bed last night, guess what would have happened? I know. I, I hate to think that way because it's, it is. It's you what know. we do best. I know, but it's like so I always just to kind of like, bother you a somebody... little. Just I'm going to bother you a little slightly more of a couple of people in the second round here, not too many, that were picked after Kevin King. Okay. So, three picks later, Buda Baker. That would have helped. <laughs> um, about eight or nine picks later was Dalvin Cook. It, that's an interesting one because they, if you look later in that draft, they took three running backs. One of them is Aaron Jones, and it's obviously worked out great. But, obviously, it was a draft they were looking for a running back. Okay. Um... Other than that, nobody else really stands out defensively. I mean, Dalvin Tomlinson from the Giants is there. Yeah, um, he's all right. He he's a uh, Juju is in the second round, but I don't know what he would have done really. Alvin yeah. Kamara was early part of the third round that year. Again, that's another with the running backs that they're looking I think for running they took... backs. Chris, yeah, God... they took they, they took them in the fourth, fifth, and sixth round. Chris Godwin, Kareem Hunt, both in this draft. More guys, but uh, they did well with the running backs they picked. They picked Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams both in this draft. Kenny, Kenny Galladay was picked in the third round. Yeah, so James Conner was picked. I don't know why I keep yelling out running. This is a good running back draft. It really was a good running back, <laughs> and like but none any, of them were in so, the first round. No, <laughs> was there a running back, back? Oh, Christian McCaffrey went number eight in the first round. And Fernet yeah. and Fernet also went in the first round. Well, fuck him. Huh? If you drafted him, if you didn't move out of the first round, maybe you would have been able to move up and draft him, and then you would have had him on your team. It's it was a extremely frustrating one, just because it it wasn't so much for for the game. The game was frustrating. So so in obviously. the first first pick of the fifth round in that draft went Jake Butt to Denver. The second pick in the fifth round was George Kittle to San Francisco. That's tough. <laughs> that's a tough pill to swallow. I love Jake. <laughs> you know how much I'm a Jake Butt fan, but that's a tough pill to swallow. That's tough. <laughs> Chargers took Desmond King in the fifth round, by the way. Anyway. If you wanted a king, I'm just saying. <laughs> the 2017 draft. So, like I said, it was obviously a frustrating game. When you pick off Brady three times in one half, and of course, they, somebody had to tweet that the last time somebody was intercepted three times and a half and won the championship game was Russell Wilson in 2014. Because they By the picked way, him all three times in that half. Fun fact the Buffalo Bills onside kick recovery was the first postseason onside kick recovery since the 2014 since <laughs> NFC Championship game. <laughs> See, it's so. I didn't Everything's just circling. The end of the. Everything I didn't watch the end of the AFC game because I was I put hockey on. I was like, I don't even want to. I was watching hockey. By the time that happened, the hockey game was over. There was like forty seconds. Yeah, I just so I bed. switched it, and then and I saw <laughs> they said it. They they scored the touch. Buffalo scored the touchdown, 
and went for two. And Romo was like, you're such idiots the entire time they were going for two and they didn't get it. And then was that a, they were down by, they were down and they went for two. They were down 18 and they went for two instead of being down 17. Where but they, if you go for two there... But if you go for two there, you kick the field goal, you win. But if you go for one there, you can kick the field goal and you tie the game. You score two touchdowns and a field goal, you tie the game. There's still seven minutes right. on the clock. Right, but if you go for two there, you make it 16 to where you just you can technically tie the game in two touchdowns. It's a two-score game. Yeah, That makes the most sense to me. Yeah, at that point, with that much time on the clock... You're trying to limit how many possessions you need to win. But, by the way, the other running back you took here is Devontae Mays. I haven't seen... Yeah, Devontae. That guy, didn't. he didn't do anything. <laughs> I, I didn't see... Uh, I saw Jones, but that was it. Jamal was, I think, I think it was the fifth. I, I think. I forget. He was there, though. Anyway. Back to Aaron that. Jones was the fifth. Okay, so then Jamal was the fourth. Uh, oh yeah, Jamal Williams in the fourth. Yeah. Um. Like I said, they picked off Brady three times. They were all, you know. Taysom Hill was also the... drafted, undrafted by you, by the way. Yeah, they they signed him. <laughs> Packer fans like to complain about that because they're idiots. <laughs> Come on, he could be um, making sixteen million dollars yeah. right now with your guy right. wanting to walk out. So it's okay. It would have worked Wonderful. out well for you. I don't know where you said it, but you also said it. Um, also, Cl- Corey Clement went undrafted by the Eagles that year, by the way. Another running back. And Matt Berea yeah. was undrafted. Another right. running back. Um, anyway. Uh, and then you said it, either a tweet or something, that, by the way, 2017 Michigan had 11 draft picks. Most in all of college. <laughs> Just so you know. Um, but you said... That you feel it's the last shot for Aaron in Green Bay. At least legitimate shot. Yeah, I think that was when they drafted Jordan in the first place. That was my, I think we talked about this. That was my biggest thing. That like, once they make that move. You're giving, you're hinting. Right, you're hinting it. The time is up, and the way Rodgers played last year, he didn't play bad, but he wasn't MVP level. He was just good. So to me, the decline was starting. So making the pick was not necessarily the wrong thing, but when you're making a decision to now not help him with your first round pick, you were signaling the time is is almost up, and then they get this year where. You know, the 49ers just completely fall apart. Everybody gets hurt. So the bugaboo of the of the NFC, the boogeyman of the NFC, it's goes gone. away. And Breeze right. doesn't have an arm anymore. And I know it's Brady, but the Bucks were vulnerable. You know. Yo. You heard it here first. Aaron to New Orleans. Oh, yeah. Give him Alvin okay. and Thomas. Woof. So... <laughs> So that was the thing where it's like, and they 
had a, have a lot of contract things to work out. So this was the last year that they kind of had everybody together, and it once it all clicked, like this was the shot. Next year, Aaron Jones is probably not going to be on the team. They their cap situation's all fucked up, and they already they decided to pay Bakhtiari, which I think was a smart move because they drafted AJ Dillon last year again. Dra- their draft and they like Dylan. And they like Dylan. Right. And he's I I like a lot what I've seen from him so far. He's a big back, runs hard. He's not the Is he related? I don't think he is, no. I didn't I never looked, to be honest. But I I don't think so. Um But he runs like Corey Dillon. <laughs> His dad and, is Jamal Dillon. Nope, okay. So, yeah, he doesn't even come. He, up like there. I said, the draft last year was replaced the quarter was a, a quarterback replacement, a running back replacement. They didn't have a third round pick because they traded up for the quarterback. And the fourth round pick, they drafted like a basically a tight end, fullback, H back person. <laughs> so like, they didn't draft anybody who was gonna be part of the everyday roster until basically the fourth round. So to me, again, and it's kind of, it's the way they do things. They plan for the future. They're cons- they try to be consistently good. They never really go for it. You know, a lot of the teams go for it. Look at the Saints. They're like $110 million in cap hell. Right. Like over the cap. They're, they're a mess. The Niners, it, it's going to be a mess soon once they have to pay everybody. The, the the Bucks the same thing are going to be in a cat mess in like fifteen minutes. So well, it's, they should already be in a mess, but here we are. They are, yeah. I know. So, like I said, frustrating game. They had multiple opportunities. I don't know what they were thinking at the end of the game with going for a field goal. That was the entire season. One of the the biggest thing for me was the quarterback and the coach were on the same page. That was a clear they were not on the same page. Rogers said it in the post game that he called the play on third down or, or audible to the play, the third down play they had. And if he knew they were going to kick a field goal, I maybe he called something else. Maybe he audible to something else. Maybe he takes the little running lane that he had. A lot of people are showing the screenshot that like he had wide open space. And I think he had a good amount of space. He had a but, good amount of space, but also Tampa's defense is very fast. But that's, that's what I'm saying. The so guy, so there, there's somebody covering the guy in front of him. The person covering that guy is Devin White, their linebacker. He's going to beat him to the goal line. 100% guaranteed. So he's not scoring on that play. He might get to the three-yard line. He might get to the two-whatever. He might get close. But that their linebacker, one of their linebackers is going to catch him. But again, if you in that situation, if you're Rodgers, you know he's thinking about kicking a field goal. You might take that five yards that you're going to get there and only have to get two yards on fourth down. Right? Right. But it's still the field goal was inexcusable to me because even the, the reasoning he gave was you're giving your def- you're giving them the ball back, but you technically have four timeouts because it was before the two-minute warning. To me, that one that was bullshit reasoning. The only reason they had the quote-unquote four timeouts was because the guy on the kickoff fucked up and slid. If that guy doesn't slide and he just runs around a little bit more, he gets it to the two-minute warning. It was like 2.06 on the clock. 
And they kicked it short almost, it looked like intentionally. He didn't try to kick it into the end zone. So if, if you were planning on trying to kick it into the end zone, then sure. I mean, that's the plan. But it looked like it was kicked short intentionally, where and then that clock, that time would run off the clock. It didn't. So you move on, and the four timeout situation is what you get. But you're still, you're giving the ball back to Brady. It just, it's not a decision I loved. The pass interference call was probably holding on the defense, but they hadn't been calling anything the entire day. There was like, I think there was two accepted penalties in this game, to be completely honest. I can, the only one I can remember was the, the Bucks were offsides. He called, he called them offsides once. He called them, he jumped, got them to jump once. I don't, I don't remember any other penalties, to be completely honest. So it, it was a no call. I mean, you're telling me an entire football game, nobody gets called for holding on the offensive line. That's bogus. It's just somebody At least that, at least that went both ways, though. I, I know. And I, that's what you're going to do. That's what you're going to do. I'm fine. But it's the same thing defensively. They could have hold called holding on defense for the, on the Bucks at least three times, at least three separate times. They also could have called. There was a pass. There was a play that I thought was passing interference on us, a play before one of the picks Brady threw. I wouldn't thought they were going to call it, and they didn't. So if you're gonna let him play, let him play. You can't make that call late in the game. It, it just, I don't know. It all comes down to, like I said, I think this was his last shot. He's already saying he. This has been a very interesting season with Rogers talking, because I feel like I've listened to him this year more than I ever have. It's it's obviously no, mostly he's doing more. He. he Right. He I think he did he used to do a Tuesday radio hit in 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 uh, Green Bay like a few years ago and they stopped doing it. But even besides the McAfee hit the McAfee days that he did, I would have been watching and, and catching more of his daily press weekly press conferences. And he's been very honest about the situation. He called it a beautiful his future a beautiful mystery. On I think on Thursday or on Wednesday before the game, and he was clearly very, uh, he said, gutted about this one, just like the rest of us were, and he included himself in the group of guys that have an uncertain future. Now, to me, like I said, he's that's inferring Aaron Jones and their center Corey Lindsley, who say we want about PFF, they've been a bit hot takey lately. But they have him rated as the number one center in the league. And he's regard so regardless, he's a very good player. So that's another offensive lineman you have to replace. Their other two tackles are both free agents. I think they were one year deals. So there's a lot of shuffling to do on the offensive line. There's probably gonna be some changes defensively because of the cap situation they're in. One of the Smiths, probably Preston, is gonna get cut, I think. because he, he just that he hasn't played up to the level that he did last year. And Gary is ready for a bigger role, so they're probably going to cut Preston Smith. It's just the group that was ready to go is going to be a different group than it is next year. Now, there's a lot of talk today about he wants out. I don't think that's the case. I, well, that's just that's just reporters taking what he said about his future being uncertain. People are inferring a lot into his future. But being I'm uncertain. just saying Stafford leaving Detroit. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> you, set, the only... you send Aaron to, uh, 
I don't know, Tennessee for a year. He retires. They cut him. And he signs with Detroit. To me, the only outcome of him leaving is San Francisco. It's the only place he would play. I think. People are saying the Rams, too. I don't know if they're like ready to pull that plug on Goff yet. I don't see you're, why you're they pay, would. You're paying Goff too much money to pull that. I know. You can't. But it's it's that area of of California where he's from. I could see San Francisco as a legitimate option. I actually could. Yeah, but, but you got to cut. You got to cut Jimmy. They would have to cut Jimmy, and he's getting paid a good amount of money too. So I don't know. Cap wise, I don't think any of this works. That's the thing. I think he's got at least one more year here, and if he plays as well as he did, that's the other thing. Is when they drafted him originally, it's a different. It's different groups of people. It's different, you know, management, but it's kind of still the same bloodline of management they've kind of you know everybody does it a little different but they've all the general managers be brought up in the in the organization so when they drafted him yeah it took three years so first off here's a fun fact about jimmy g he's a very cuttable contract okay so Maybe he's got a 26 million dollar cap hit on the cap and 27 next year so there's only two years left but if they cut him dead cap wise, they're only paying him two point eight this coming season against the cap. So they, it's that, very likely that if that, that if that that's a this, very if, cuttable. Sure, if you were going to play that situation out, you could cut Jimmy and I don't know fit him in somehow. But that's a very very big. Yeah, that's a big. That drop. is a factor, it definitely. Is. And then next year, and if you keep him for another year and then cut him, it's only one point four next year against the cap. So they're still going to have to pay him. They still have to pay him cash, but cap hit-wise, it actually is very beneficial for them to cut him now and say, let's restructure now. Let's cut you and restructure or cut you and see what what you can go get there. So I hate to compare the situations with Rodgers and and Love, but they are similar situations. And they didn't move on from Favre until Favre moved on. He retired and then... They were sick of his back and forth stuff, so they pulled the plug. I don't. Aaron's not going to be. I mean, maybe he might retire. I don't know if that. If that's what he was leaning toward. The fact that he is going to retire, I'd be shocked. That's the least likely outcome to me in this situation. So this thing on but, on Sport Rack that has twenty twenty one potential spending, based on what's signed, right? So. The Ravens still haven't signed, clearly haven't signed Jackson yet because they only have $4.7 million locked up in quarterback. The Bills have 7.8, so they haven't paid out yet. They haven't paid. No. Yeah. The Bears. Well, it's, they're the same draft class, so I think they. This does he, does, year. Does he, does he end up in Chicago? Ooh. <laughs> Would you don't... finally be scared of the Bears if Aaron Rodgers ended up there? Because everything else Probably. is pretty good in that team, except for that one spot that. Again, I, I don't <laughs> think – I think people are overthinking what he said. I think he – like I said, he realizes Dallas. the cap situation they're in. <laughs> no, he realizes the cap situation they're in. He realizes that this was the best shot. They had the home game. They were in, locked and ready to go. And it, it just – it didn't break their way or they didn't execute enough. 
it was a drop two point conversion that would have changed the score of things. Obviously, they dropped Devontae dropped a touchdown pass on the first and second drive. I mean, a multitude of things. They dropped an interception on the drive that the Bucks eventually scored right before the half. A multitude of things could have been different. In the end, it, it it was a very good season. Like I said, he played significantly better than I ever thought he would. I really thought the decline was starting. And if he continues to play at this level with the continuity they have with this offense and this coach, I you can't pull the plug on him. I think he has approached this whole situation that he's very obviously very honest about like he wanted to finish his career here and it's pretty clear that's not going to happen i think he'll be the one to pull the plug before they do at at some point it's probably after next year it could be after two years you know so i don't know he is 37 against the cap next year and but he has an out but there's an out after after the year which would increase the last two years to another four years at 17 against the cap per year if they cut him it just says potential year? out it doesn't say anything on the bottom here about what it would so what the out would a, be there's a buyout or something maybe there's got to be some sort of buyout it says potential out 2022 four years 126 million dollars 17 against the cap I don't know what the hell that would mean. Like, <laughs> I... uh, you can't. I mean, he's gonna be the league MVP. You're not, as an organization, moving on from that guy. So, the one person they are gonna move on from, and this is another thing that, to me, factors in in my head. I don't know if it doesn't. Not gonna factor in in his head, but it factors in in mine that this defensive coordinator is gone. Mike Pettin is gone. There's been too many situations where he's fucked up. Like like I said, the play call before the end of half. He just has not been good all season. There's multiple points where the head coach has clearly disagreed with him. So that guy's gone. And now you're in a point where your defense is all learning a new system. They're not going to be at top level at, at peak performance when they're all thinking about learning a new system. So even if their offense plays as well as they did, the defense, I think, is going to take a step back, regardless of what players are on the team. The, the the change in system is probably a bit of a step back, at least earlier in the season. It might take till the end of the year. So I think that factors in. It's it's just a... Uh, I don't know. The Spags defense the came in spot. in 2007 and gave up 80 points and then uh, played pretty well the rest of the year. Just saying. Okay, so now the question is, do you remember a time that one city has played in three major sports finals in one year? Has to be the first. That's what I can think of. It's got to be the first. Think about it. Tampa was the final in the NHL finals. Um... The Rays were in the World Series, and now the Bucks are in the Super Bowl. 
Well, I know there's a thing about I don't know if the the actual physical years match up, but the well, the physical years weren't going to match up. It's just the season, right? So it's the 2020 seasons. So the Knicks and Rangers, Mets and Jets, Knicks, Mets, and Jets. I think all went. In like '68 or '69, they all went won championships in New York, and I think the same thing happened in '86. Obviously, the Mets and the Giants. I don't know if there was another one. In 1969, the NBA Finals was the Celtics and Lakers. What about in 1966? Is that that the '60? 60- Nine seventy season or the sixty eight sixty nine season. Sixty eight sixty nine. Check sixty nine seventy because that might be the Knicks. Seventy NBA. Knicks Lakers. Right, but that's the nineteen seventy nine. That's the nineteen seventy season. That would be considered the nineteen seventy season though. But like, was it played? It was played in in both years, right? Well, it starts in 69. Technically, the year before would have been the year is what I'm talking about. Because, like, the NFL season is considered the 2020 season. This isn't the 2021 right. Super Bowl. So the well, NHL season the... was the the 1920, 2020 Super uh, NHL Finals. And it was the 2020 NBA Finals. Right. That's what right, I meant. Right, so it's right. like, so it all involves the same season. And even the, the Jets, that's technically, it was technically the 1968 season. Right. They won the game in 69, but it was a 68 season, technically. It is the second time in NFL history, though, that a team is going to -to back-to-back Super Bowls in the same state. I thought that was another one. Last year was in... Miami. Miami? Yeah, and this year is in Tampa. Yeah, that makes sense. The last one was 86, the... uh, Broncos played the Giants in Pasadena, California. The following year, they lost to the Washington Redskins in San Diego. Interesting. I found that one interesting. And also, you know what I also realized? You know, they always talked about, oh, New York New York had the Super Bowl, and it was cold, it was cold, it was cold. What about the years they had in Detroit? Was it cold in Detroit? Detroit's a dome. <laughs> really, they haven't been back there. But Detroit's a dome. I know, Fort but the, again, they still haven't gone back there since, you know, the Steelers' defense won twenty-one. I don't, I don't think they've no. I don't think they've gone back there since that Steelers game, because it is a lot of the outdoor amenities, a lot of the amenities and the stuff that is going on. You know, the, the radio row and the concerts and all that stuff. Again, they don't love it in the cold areas. Nah, suck it up. Suck it up. Yeah. Interesting that the Metro Dome so, did actually have one, by the way. No realize. Yeah. But yeah. So the other game. The Bills are there. I'm gonna say it. They're they're ready to be there. But Allen needs more weapons. Is that it, though? Is that the reason? Uh, well, you can only throw to Stefan Diggs so many times. Who else is on that team? Right? 
Like, Kansas City literally had the perfect game plan yesterday. They literally lined up like they were going to run a go route with Tyreek Hill on every play. They threw the ball 100 times to, tight, to, to Kelsey instead. And then when the Bills switched their offensive round to cover Kelsey, guess what Tyreek Hill did? Went over the top. I think the Bill, the Chiefs are just better. Well, yeah, no, there's no question about it. They're better. And coaching-wise, they're a thousand times better. But I still think that the Buffalo Bills for the next couple... I think this could be your your New England-Indianapolis AFC type for the next couple of years. I can see it. I, I, I don't know. I'm not... Before this season, I wasn't sold on Josh Allen. Nobody was. Yeah, no, there were people who were, like... I, the Bill, I think Bills fans were, but uh, he's definitely showed a lot of the. He, he made a lot of mistakes, and he's still, you know, kind of maybe not made mistakes in these games, but was dangerous in these games. You know, dangerous close to making mistakes. So, do I? I, th- I still think he's the guy. It's just. I don't know how consistent he can be. That's the, my only worry. I need to see it again from him, I think. No, well, we will. Because, you know, they resigned. The advantage of them resigning Josh Allen. So we should see it again from him. I, I hope so. Um, other than that, Kelsey's good. In football. He's very good. Um, the one thing I did not appreciate out of Josh Allen was the end of that game. He decided to start getting chippy. I don't know if you saw what happened. I didn't. He took a sack. And as he's laying on the ground, the chief guy goes to get up. And he takes the ball and chucks it at him. Yeah, I don't like that. It shit don't fly in this league, bro. So he's got to fix that. Um, other than that, some big news out of the NFL. Matthew Stafford is leaving Detroit. Interesting where he yeah. apparently called ownership and said, if you keep my offensive coordinator, I will stay. That's what the reports are saying. I think it's time for him to go. We talked about this. For 10 he's years. too good. I think he's only 32, so he's not that old. What? Yeah, but he's been playing for 10 years. This Wait. is actually, it's more. He got drafted young. I feel like I, it... When I looked, he was, he was, yeah, it's Teddy was 32, but he got drafted in 09, I think. Yeah, he's my or 10, age. 10, maybe? He is my age. And was drafted first overall 2009. Yeah. Uh, that's a, a pick for San Francisco. Stafford? Yeah. I was thinking of more lines of him going to Texas because he's from a Texas boy. Yeah, but still. You put him in an offense, Kyle Shanahan offense, they already got all the pieces. 
Well, that's what I was thinking. If you know, he's not going to go to the Texans. The Texans. Th- that's are, not what I was thinking. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. You go to Dallas, not knowing what Prescott's going to do. That? Well, that's no, the thing. I, I think they're bringing Dak back. Yeah, but are they going to bring Dak back? Is he going to be ready to start the season? I think he is. Does anybody know if he's still, you know? Uh, It doesn't even say anything about him here. What's next? That's all it says. What's next on how to handle Dak's deal? Pay the man. (laughs) Pretty much, yeah. (laughs) This isn't isn't rocket science here. Give the man a contract. Um, And then the other thing is what we were talking about last week, which is New Orleans looks like it's going to be quarterback hunting. Yeah, I think, yeah. It seems like he's going to retire. Um, so the thing I was looking at was the first round, the first round order of the NFL draft, right? Um, how, if you're going to get Watson... You can let Houston have Josh Fields. Because that's what it's going to take. At least. If you're the Jets. What are we talking about, man? Watson to the Jets. What does that have to do with the Saints? Saints are going to look like quarterback. The Saints. I'm looking... I'm thinking Watson. I'm looking at the drafts. Stand the draft order, thinking can the Saints move up to get a quarterback? No, fill this role. They can move that far. I think they made their decision on their quarterback. He's it's Taysom Hill if it's not Breeze. Like they made that decision already. To me, and they could resign Jameis. I guess I don't know. What I I do think he did throw he did throw the last regular season touchdown for the Saints. He did. Well, the last playoff touchdown. Oh yeah, that's true. If if the excuse me, if the Jets, if the, if Watson is if the Texans are serious about trading Watson, which to me that's the only thing. Like we, it, you never see guys like this move, quarterbacks like this move. But if they're serious about this and they're starting over and that's it, the Jets have the ammo to do it. The Jets are the only team in the league that has four first-round picks over the next two years. They have number two this year and whatever Seattle's is, and then they have theirs and Seattle's next year. There's no reason they shouldn't give up all four of those picks if they have to. And I don't know if that's what what it's going to cost, but if the Texans ask for all four firsts, I'm giving them all four firsts, and I'll take my second-round pick this year, which is basically a first because it's number two in the round, and I'll go into there with my quarterback, and just use the other picks to build around him with an offensive line and another receiver on top of Mims, some defense. So here is an interesting... So there's two guys on Walter Football, right? You got Charlie Campbell, which is one of the regular guys, and then the other guy who does the mocks also... I forgot what the guy's name was. For a second, it was Walter. Walter. Walt. 
right? I was gonna say, if none of them named Walter, I'm getting off that site for the his for the rest of time. Okay, so Charlie, interesting enough. Now these are both from last week. Keep in mind, um, Lawrence won. Zach Wilson at number two to the Jets. It mean remember this is all based on the fact that the Jets haven't traded for Watson. Or they have nobody's. This Correct. is based on what the order but is. Those are the those were the rumblings before the championship game. At least the Jets liked Wilson better. I, I think He's the coach likes the, Wilson better. It's more of your sound pocket can move around a little bit if needed. Right, but he's the that's Zach Wilson's the big armed almost in the Josh Allen, you know, Mahomes type of mold. The the guy who can move and has a big arm. Right. So then they said Fields at number four. To Atlanta. I could see that happening. I think. I I think they'd be better off. I mean, if I, I think they'd be better, they'd be happier if they got Wilson, because then he could sit a year. Yeah, but and, who are you sitting him with? Well, you're sitting him under Ryan. Under Atlanta, Matt, yeah, Matt Atlanta Ryan would be play. better. It doesn't That's matter who Atlanta, Atlanta takes. They could take any one of the three quarterbacks and sit them for a year. And you got the North gonna, Dakota right, State that, kid. I think that's the plan. Right, what's that? I don't even, oh, Trey Lance. Trey Lance. Trey Lance is not the North Dakota State guy. Can he change his name to Landry? Just, just for the sake of it? Lance. <laughs> All those years, he's never got his name right. Where's Lance? Never. Smartest kid in the season Where's one. Made, played five years of high school football. I, it, that's the biggest. It's funny that we've talked about the Entourage podcast before, and that guy's always like, they 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 joke about how much the story, how much the the little details in the story have changed. Like season two or something, Ari had like five kids, and then the rest of the years he only has two, and then he's there's a there's a part where which I never noticed before, and it's pretty egregious. He goes with his wife to pick up his kids at school because he's trying to talk to the, the other agent lady, Dana. Yes. And then, like, in season seven, she says she has no kids. Yep. And she wants a baby. But, like, did she had kids in season two? <laughs> so, like, that's one of those things where I think in Friday Night Lights, they were like, I don't think anybody's going to notice that this kid <laughs> was just there. For, for We're in season five, and he's been on the team every year. <laughs> No, he grat. Was it? What was? How many seasons was it? Five total, I think it was. There were, there were five total seasons. That was one of this is the ages didn't match up, because season one he's driving and season four he's still on the team. <laughs> That's what it is. Right, he graduated, because remember Matt came home for season five, to visit, but Landry was season getting five, ready to go to. Grad, they're both graduated. Right, him and Julie both graduated. Right, because season five is Julie's in college, right. and all of that stuff happens. And Lay, but Landry's gone too. Everybody's gone. Right at but that point, everybody. That's what it is. It's season one, freshman year, technically fourteen years old. Landry's got a car and is driving everybody to school. Yeah, but then again, and then senior year. But in all fairness, it's Texas. Well, that's the other thing. Is like, who knows? It's Texas. 
Yeah. You know what I just realized? You've basically seen none of them in anything since. Those actors? <laughs> yeah. Well, Landry, we see all over the place. Kyle Chandler. It's real... No, I mean, Kyle Chandler's all over the place. Michael B. Jordan's all over the place. Justin Cummins is all Landry. over the place. Landry. And Connie, Landry Tammy. Tammy and Tim. No, are... Connie's around a lot, yeah. She's in something now that just came out, I think. I forgot. I don't know what it's called, but a movie that just came out on streaming she's in. She... I mean, Telekitsch was, like, the action star for, like, three years. He was they were like, in... he's going to be the next big guy. What was the movie that he was in that was absolutely terrible? Yeah, he was uh, John Carter. Yeah. That was what it was, John, John Carter. John Carter's the one where he's on Mars. It goes to Mars. And then he was also in that Battleship movie. Right, which nobody understood because you like, didn't hear the words, hey, he sunk the Battleship. Right, but these were going to be like, this the movies he's going to become like Gerard Butler or like one of those like action guys, Keanu Reeves. He was also uh, and Gambit. And it didn't work. He was Gambit too. That he was, he was Gambit and... Uh... And he looks good for Gambit, but did that movie didn't work. It wasn't his fault, but that movie didn't work. Well, they work. didn't pull him for that movie. Um, that was, um, what's the Magic Mike's guy name? What? Who's the guy from Magic Mike and 21 Jump Street? Channing Tatum. Yeah, they wanted him. He's the one that was supposed to be um, right. Gambit. Gambit, but Gambit also like in my my image of Gambit in the comics, he had long hair, so like it looks good with Kitsch. Right, he had the long. They actually a lot of them, a lot of them have done some pretty good stuff from that from that show. And I forgot, Twenty One Bridges is actually one of the last movies released before uh, what's his name died. The Black Panther died. Paul Walker. No. Oh. What was that? Wasn't Paul Walker in like some kind of? Bridges thing went before he died. I don't know. Chad ba- Bosman was in this. Also, very good movie if you have right. seen it. I want to know what Paul Walker. Yeah. What bridge movie are you talking about? He was in a movie, like, I think it was post homulously, whatever that, how you pronounce that word. What? Because it had that turned down for what song in the, in the fucking in the trailer that they played forever and ever and ever. What was the last movie Paul Walker did? Furious 7. Are you serious? Yeah. What was the one before that? Brick Mansions. That's it. That was Brick. That was the one. If you watch a trailer for that movie, turn down for what is the song in the trailer. Okay, let's see And it was just on forever. I'm almost positive that's it. If this song isn't on here, where have I been? I'm almost positive. Why am I watching after commercials? No, I don't want to see the app. This, I like, I loved that, not loved it, but like, I kept singing the song because the music, the fucking commercial was on so much. And then you guys kept Snapchatting it to me every time I came on because I would just sing it all day. What was the name of this Brick Masters? I think it was Brick, was, it was Mansions. Brick, man, Brick something. Brick, Brick Mansions. Mansions. Okay. Trailer one. Let's see. Hold on, stupid trailer. Stupid. I don't really know what this guy is doing. Skip. 
This isn't turned down for what? I'm almost positive at some point it's gonna be in that trailer. This isn't even Paul Walker. That wasn't even Paul Walker. Oh, there he is. So basically, it was the same setup as uh, Fast and the Furious. Still waiting for this. Ah. Bam. There you go. You got it. There okay. it is. I can't believe this is this is Turned this is what, what this is what happens when Danny doesn't come on the show. By the way, people. <laughs> This is where we go. The SND Podcast channel could be listened to on all podcast platforms, including iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, and of course, SNDblog.com. We could also be found on all of the social media platforms, including Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Don't forget, since you love our show so much, make sure to rate, review, and of course, share with all your family and friends. All right, so a couple weeks ago when it was just the two of us, we did that cool thing with the top 10 Met home runs of the decade. So this time I found top 10 Islander playoff goals of the decade. Which, as everybody knows, now, it wasn't many who, games. Where is this list from? YouTube. Like, who made this list? Just a random was YouTube. Was it like, like NHL? No, it was or random. Somebody's random. Some person. Okay. Some person. Hold on, hold on. I'll tell you exactly. Yeah. I'll give full credit. So let me bring up the video and not play it so you can hear right. it. Ludwig Masters. <laughs> okay, shout out to Mr. Masters. Um, he has an awesome logo on his screen. It is browser with blue hair and it looks like a troll. <laughs> okay. So, so I'm all in on this guy. I'm officially all in on this guy. Um, You should probably follow him on YouTube. Subscribe. He has a Jillian Fisher thing here. He has words with Butch. On here. That sounds intriguing. <laughs> and that's about it. Okay. Anyway. Okay. So ideally there's not many games. Now you're going to go over the rules again of this thing. Because you made up the rules. I did make up the rules. I have to find them again. Okay. So the point totals that I did last time were... So for the first one, for the first thing, you, I get you get five points if I guess it. But all you say is the year of the of the goal. Okay. Right. The then it was three points if you guess, and th I'm three points if you get it after I give you the position of the player. Now in baseball, obviously there's a lot more more, more positions. Well, I mean, hockey, there's still three positions, and that narrows it down. I'll give you... I mean, you... unless... I don't, so, I don't so think for, for point three on this, for three points on this, okay. I'll give you our friendship reference. Because they every one of these, every most of them, the ones that you're not going to know, are going to... I have references for. 
the ones that you're gonna know are pretty pretty obvious. Okay, and then one the last thing was you get the opponent, and if I get the opponent, I think I could the opponent in the year and a reference. I think I can figure it out. One point for okay. So I'm gonna make myself a new list here. Opponent. Make a whole new note here. Five points. Because, like, this first one, you may not be able to get based on the year because there are so many. Year. But. Okay. But if I give you the. When was this video made? That was the other question. Uh, The video was made one year ago. It doesn't include this. So it does not include, it was made in September of 2019. September of 2019. Okay, so it doesn't include the run they just had. Correct. Okay, got it. This is going to be, I feel like it's going to be hard and easy at the same time, because... How many playoff games they play in this decade? Like twelve. <laughs> Four. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like so I'm I'm gonna be more intrigued in by years. you gotta realize that it's like four total players. And the one that doesn't have a player that you would be able to figure out is probably gonna be the most impressive one that if you can get it, I'll be the most like shocked human being in the world. I think there's there's one that comes to mind that has to be on this list, I somewhere on the list, that is just a very obscure person. Yeah, of course. There's always one that's... A, it could be on the list. There's multiple obscure okay. persons. All right, let's jump. <laughs> of course there is. But All right, so we're we going wouldn't have it decade. any other way. So, uh, okay, so we're going to so, go 10 to 1, okay? It, Okay, yeah. So 2019. It's literally like four playoffs a year. 2019. This is 2019. Um. So it's either Penguin series or Hurricane series. I think we scored like three goals total in that Hurricane series. So I can kind of just eliminate that. I you think. scored about eight dozen in the other series. Yeah. I'm going to say number 10 is, oh, that's got to be higher. The one you're thinking is definitely I'm gonna higher. Say, <laughs> it has to be higher. I'm going to say it's this goal Jordan Everly scored to start the game in of the game one. Okay, that is wrong. Would you like the friend okay, reference? Wrong. Sure, give me the reference. At Robin's wedding. Okay, so we were... Okay. <laughs> so now you know the game. But which... Now I know the game, but which... I'm trying to think... Which goal they're going to pick. I'm gonna, I guess I'm going to say the Jordan Everly goal in that game. No. And I don't have to give you the, the opponent the... because you already know the opponent. So for one point, is it the Bailey goal in that game? 
No, that has to be the it's the Bavillier goal in that game. It's the, the Bavillier game. goal in that game. Yes. Bavillier goal. And when then they went beat up Matt Barzal. Okay. Right. That's weird. That's a weird number ten. It was a big goal. They were down one nothing in that game. And they it weren't... was, but I would have picked the goal that they put them in the lead, right? Yeah, I don't. I guess so. whatever. Okay. Okay. This, this is gonna be tough. Okay. That's one point. Number nine. 2016. Oh, I don't really have a friend reference on this one. I don't really have a good friend reference for this one. If I don't have a friend reference, I'll tell you the point of the game of what should happen. Mm. Is that fair? If I don't have a good friend reference? Okay. That's fine. I think the fact that you don't have a 2016, you don't have a good friend reference for it. The reason being, it was Jewish holiday. The same night of a Jewish holiday. It was a Jewish holiday. So you and I weren't hanging out. So it wasn't... No. And it couldn't have been one of the Tampa games, because the only Tampa game they won, we were at them, we were at a Met game. You and I. I think. Maybe I was with Devin. I was definitely at a Met game in the Tampa game that they won. But I don't think it was the Tampa. It was in the Tampa series, so it had to be in the Florida series. Maybe like a random goal. It had to do something important, right? Okay. Against Florida. You ready to go down for three? I'm just going to guess. No, I'm just going to guess that it was. No, I I don't know. Okay. So, uh, the hint is overtime is the point of the game. Overtime. Is this Alan Quine? It is Alan Quine. Why is Alan Quine being number nine? Is that <laughs> a little higher than I thought it would be? That's a a big goal. <laughs> okay. Um. Number eight was back to twenty nineteen. Okay, we're back to twenty nineteen. Trying to think through again that 2019 one is not going to be this. If it's number eight, I'd be very surprised. It's that what you're thinking of is much higher. I'm gonna say it has to be. I mean, the best bet in all of this whole series is just to bet it was a goal that Jordan Eberle scored. Okay. Now, which one? Because he was very good in that series. I'm going to say for number eight, it was the goal in game. I don't remember how the shit. (laughs) I don't remember how game four went. That's the problem. I don't think he scored the goal. I'm going to say it was the goal he scored to give them a lead in game three. Nope. 
Okay. It was the early part. You What's ready? the reference? Uh, we definitely weren't together for it. I'll tell you that. I don't even know we where. We weren't I... together. I don't know where I was. For That's actually time. a very good hint for the series. Well, because I think we watched the... every game. Together. No, we didn't. We didn't watch one. I was at the, the game. Except for the last one. The I was with you. I game... was with the game. Game three was at Rosen's. That was the Sunday game. Yeah. And game two was at the wedding. Right. Game four, we didn't hang out. Game four, we didn't hang out. That's the thing. So it's a, it's a goal in game four? It's the only goal that wasn't... Or was it Josh Bailey? Is it Josh Bailey's empty netter in game four? <laughs> no. You were right about the player, originally. Okay, so it was Eberle. I guess he scored the first goal. and He scored the only regular goal, I guess, in game four? He scored two minutes into game four. Okay. Brock then scored. Brock scored. No, they they won this game three uh, one. Getzel scored with oh, like okay. thirty seconds I knew, in. I knew they won by two. Okay, I'm yeah, giving you a, po- a point for that one because I basically gave you that one. Okay. Okay. Man, this is. <laughs> okay. Twenty. We're gonna get sixteen. Twenty sixteen. Okay. So again, the 2016 goal can't be here. Can't be. It's got probably going to be number one. I'm having trouble with the 2016 goal. That I'm having trouble remembering who scored it. Fuck. Give me a second. This is process of elimination because. <laughs> They won three games in overtime in this series, and we got one already. And the other one's going to be later. So I'm going to guess that number seven on this list is overtime hero Thomas Higgins. The greatest left winger in team history. Let's go. <laughs> By the way, I put in parentheses on this. Shane Prince had a plus on the play. He was on the ice for the goal. And, and I was this is the thing. I was going to say Shane Prince. I think he scored <laughs> earlier in that game. Did Shane Prince have a goal? And then he also set this play up, I think. he. I'm pretty sure Shane Prince had a goal in this game. Because this is the game where they were getting killed and then they did the, a goal uh, got called back on, on offside. Yes. Uh, Shane Prince and had a goal in the Pulak second period. And... Right. Riley Smith scored a yeah. goal two, min- two and a half minutes in. Brockov scored a goal for them to make it two nothing, and then they made it three nothing, but they were off sides. That was right. when Pulak then and scored got, the goal, and then got, Prince scored. And then they scored another one after. Yeah, like, they scored another one. Pulaks, I think. And then Hickey in the overtime. But then it changed the the the, the momentum changed. Right. Pulak, Shane Prince, Hickey in overtime. Yes. Okay. Okay. 2015. Now we're rolling. 2015. 2000, 2015. Ooh, I, I kind of forget about that series. Well, that one's that series stunk. Right, that again. series stunk. But it's on here a couple times. Just so it you did. Know. That was that's a tough one. It's on here a couple times. That's a big hint. <laughs> um. There was one that you have to know again. Definitely didn't happen in Game Seven. 
<laughs> they did score a goal in Game 7, though. Took them Even though they only took 13 shots. Um, Again, I don't think that the goal that I think of of 2015 is probably not going to be at number 6 on the list. Okay. I'm just trying to think of the other goals they scored. I'm going to say this goal. I don't remember who scored the goal is the problem. All I remember about the play is that it's the one Grabowski died on. I think it was Johnny. I don't remember. I'm going to say it was Tavares. I guess that was game six. Okay. You got the game right, but the player is wrong. Would you like the fun fact of the goal? It's the wrong person. It's the wrong person. Would you like the fun fact? Yeah, let's have the fun fact. It was the last New York Islander original Nassau Coliseum goal. Yeah. And it wasn't by Johnny. That's the thing. I don't remember. I remember everything about the play. I think. Grabowski, or was it Johnny that got murdered? the score corner and Grabowski scored the goal. You're on the right path here. I th- it actually was the See, last what, goal. It was actually the, the last goal, goal scored with a goalie. I actually just looked up. It said it on the on, on a goalie, the, right. On a goalie. Clutterbuck got an empty netter, right? Right, yeah. Clutterbuck got an empty netter later in the game. That I remember. You're on the right path. See, I know player. who the goal Now I'm trying to think of who would be on the ice. I'm going to say Kyle Ocposo. Wrong. Kuhlman. Kuhlman is the winner of that one. That took you a lot of chances. I feel like that should be a one-pointer. I'll give him... That's a one-pointer. Because you're right. Kuhlman would be on on the ice with Grabowski. That makes sense. But Grabowski... he definitely died. No, no, no. Tavares is the one that got hit, though. Oh, Tavares got hit. You're right, okay. Tavares is Rocky the one that took dead. the hit in the corner. <laughs> Ovechkin, like, jumped out yeah. of his skates to hit him. Yeah. That was a hell of a fucking series. Oh, man. That was a bloodbath. Okay. 2013. This one is 2013. This one's 2013. Okay. This is the only 2013 goal on the list. Which is surprising. It is surprising. How did they win those games? You know what? A lot of these goals that they won, because the, they only won two games in the series. The goals weren't pretty because Flurry was kind of imploding at the time. Right. I'm going to say it was Tavares in game three. No. Four? That was right. Four. The second choice yeah. is right. Game four. Gives the team the lead. Four. Yeah. Tavares in game four. My fun yeah. fact on that one, Brad Boys had an assist. <laughs> that do you remember in that series when like Chris Latang murdered Brad Boys, like in behind a play? It, it was I think it was in that game. Like Brad Boys fell in front of the net and the puck started going the other way and Chris Latang just laid on him or something. I don't remember. And here's another this thing also here's a ref. Oh wait, no. Was it game? game I'll one, give myself five points on that one, by the 
Okay, yeah. So yeah, it was game. Yeah, yeah. One it gave it gave who they won in Pittsburgh. Game. This was game four. Game because it was tied, and yeah, Tavares scored game, the goal, and then Casey hit an empty netter. Yeah. Well, I don't. And that Casey was, scored. I don't know if he hit an empty netter. And that was the last time we saw Flurry. Thomas Vokun came in in that series. Yes. Tom, Thomas Vokun came in. They blew him out in game five, and then game six went to overtime, and they lost. Right. Uh, All bu- right. Bum, bum. All right, so we're going five points okay, on that we're one. getting down to the nitty-gritty here. Yeah. Back to 2015. Okay. So, again, I'm trying to eliminate what the other ones could be. Right? Number one is pretty obvious, I think. There's only one 2015 Number... goal that can be left. There's only four pl- spots left. This is... There's only four spots left. And there's... So there's obviously a 2016 goal on here. There's a 2019 goal on here. But the... See, now I'm wondering what the other one could that I'm forgetting about could be. So this one is Johnny's over OT goal in game... Mm, that was game three Correct. against Capitals. Like 12 seconds into the overtime. Yes. Something ridiculous like that. that was something very quickly into the period. That was, I'll give you the exact time in one second. But, 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 I'm going to say, wait, let me guess the time. Mm, 18 seconds. 15 seconds. Oh, I was close. <laughs> 15 seconds. Okay. I knew it was... I knew it was, it was definitely short. Okay. 2019 is number three. Number three is a 2019 goal. And if you don't get it, it has five to points be Bailey's or... in overtime in game one. Okay. Good job. Five points. It, has, it had to be. The reference was game one to the island, by the way. One of the best calls in <laughs> Islander history, to be honest. I'm still so very disappointed that he didn't do at, it. I'm at the point. What? His wife tried to get him to do it after did game you see one the against, thing? In, against Philly, but he wouldn't do it on the couch. I know, but did, did you see the thing? Um, Somebody got it for him for Christmas, like a, a thing, a desk thing that says game one to the island. That was really cool. You know, he's called and he like 250 straight games. <laughs> now he's called what he's called like 250 straight games now for the Islanders straight Islander games yeah like he's never taken it's, he it's, hasn't taken a game, yeah, game off which is crazy to think considering he does NBC Matt, also. I mean that's funny because I mean how he used to take yeah right, but how, but he, how he would take how he would take games. like Western Canada that was the game he, he wouldn't would take go off. to Winnipeg right yeah, well, he wouldn't would, go to Vancouver or something. <laughs> right, but would Burke you is young. No? He wants to go there. There's a difference between. Sure. That's the difference. And also, you got to realize what Burke is basically just doing lacrosse during the offseason. Howie was doing yeah, 160, 162 baseball right. games. So taking that right. time off was huge for Howie. We should get Jigs on a game soon. I wonder what he's up to. 
Yeah, I don't know. He didn't. No, he didn't. Jigs McDonald. Let's see. Nope. Still kicking. He definitely didn't die. I know yeah. that. <laughs> I, was, I was double checking it. <laughs> the last, I, the last I heard from him, he like, honestly, the last time I remember hearing from him was he asked a question at the press conference when Johnny left. That was the last time I remember hearing from him. I feel didn't. He... I remember him asking. No, no, like, no. He did the uh, the PA stuff for um, Butch and Tanelli, if I remember correctly. Oh, he might have. I don't know. I wasn't at that game, but he might have did the ceremonies, right? Now, what is this? Jigs McDonald to call L.A. Kings game. Oh, that was last year. Because I know he okay. did the Kings well, for a while. Did again. you know his name is John Kenneth? Yo, I would love I to hear Jigs and Snoop call an L.A. Kings game. <laughs> I was going to say, when you said Kings, I don't know if for some reason Poppin came in my head. Maybe you can go call a Panthers game and hang out with Poppin a little bit. He, I don't think he works for them anymore. Um. Oh, he might have stopped. You were. I think Poppin gave up because he was at the ceremonies. That was the crazy thing. Nobody yeah, expected him to be there. I think he stopped. I think you're right. I think he... He, he gave it up. Alright, so you got two left. Two left. I'm honestly having to rack my brain about when the this other one is going to be. Both of them are 2016. This... I guess it's, it has to be both the only two goals they scored in game six. It has to be the... I'm guessing number two is the goal Tavares scored at the end of regulation in game six against the Panthers. To tie the game. To tie the game, yeah. Correct. That's right? That is correct. Right, and then number one is the overtime goal. I guess it's was it double overtime or single overtime? Single I, I overtime. Forget. No wait, second. Over, it was overtime. double overtime. It was double. I it was double because Hickey scored yeah. in the first was, overtime had... towards where we were sitting, and Tavares scored on the other side. Because in the playoffs, oh, yeah, you flip sides. Quines was in double overtime. Too. Quines was in double yeah. overtime. Quines and was in... technically double, but it was in Florida, so we were there. So the reason we didn't hang out for that game was it was Passover. And I remember my grandma sitting upstairs and waiting for me to want to leave to take her home back to Brooklyn. And if I remember correctly, Julie and I were sitting on the couch downstairs with my dad watching the game. And we're like, we can't leave. We're not going to be able to get to Brooklyn and back in 15 minutes. (laughs) There was absolutely no chance of us getting back. I don't remember what I was doing. Yeah, no. I remember what I was doing, but I know I fell asleep for the first overtime of that game. And I woke up, like, and it was one of those, like, I thought it was the next morning. And I turned and looked, and the game was still going. And I was like, oh, shit. And then I he, he scored, and I was half asleep. I was like, okay, great. I'm going to bed. Um. But, yes, let's see. What was your total here? Let's see. I did keep track of this, by the way. Let's see. Let's see. We got you one, did. 
three, one, five. One, five. 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 You want another roll at the end of this? Thirty-six out of fifty. I mean, Thirty-six out of fifty. This is a lot easier. Seventy-two percent. Thirty-six out of fifty. That's pretty good. But I will say that this list is a lot easier than the list that I gave you. Yeah. Because that was home runs of a decade. It could be from any of one hundred and sixty-two games over the course of. Each ten game, you know, each season over ten years, this was like five playoff series, <laughs> right? You'll be happy to know there are no videos of the top ten Trent Hunter moments. By the way, I did go looking. Uh, it's Trent Hunter. If you were to look at the internet, it's like Trent Hunter never existed. It's <laughs> I've looked for things. I've looked so many times for the sh- the goal he scored in a shootout in 2005 of the game, the first game that I was at. It doesn't exist on the internet. Okay, so he has. I have a shootout goal in 2008 for Trent Hunter. In 2008, yes, not in 2005. I don't think they that yep, the and this archives. One was of the world exist. And they had to they had to review this one multiple times because the goalie ended up falling into the net with the puck. Or did he miss it? There's a Trent Hunter there's a video called Trent Hunter Rookie Season Highlights and it's fourteen seconds long. <laughs> I think that sums it up. He's wearing the orange jersey. He's scoring on the Atlanta Thrashers. I mean this is just Classic mid two thousands hockey. He got into a fight with Mike Maddow. Ooh, this this list would somebody. be fun. There's a defensive back. Considering the shootout's not long. Hasn't been around long. This list has how long is this list? Five minutes of the greatest shootout goals ever. <laughs> that would be weird. Oh, God. Who's calling this hockey game? Trent Hunter scored every goal that he scored from the left circle <laughs> for his entire career. Oh, yeah. I We used to joke that he would just... Get into the zone and take a slap shot from the blue line. That's all he did. He was Ovi before Ovi. <laughs> Listen, the man scored like, I don't know if he ever scored 30, but he scored 20 plus goals a couple of times. Let's see. Career stats. Oh, that's games. 25 is his career high. In 2000. Probably 07, 08, I think that was. 03, no. 04. Right before 0, the lockout. 03, 04, yeah. Right before the lockout. It was right before the lockout. He Did you know he was still playing in 2011, 2012? For the Kings, yeah. No, he was a monarch. He ended his career yeah, with the monarch. The yeah. <laughs> well, he got traded in 
He got traded in in nine ten, I think. Played in Swiss during the, the lockout. Johnny's first game. Like he Hunter was two thousand July twenty eighth two thousand eleven. Hunter was traded to the Devils in exchange for Brian Ralston. Right, Brian Ralston. And then he was that. put on to waivers 20... with Colin White. And then he was bought out the final two years of the contract. In September, the Kings gave him a tryout, and he made the team. And then he only made seven po- had seven points and thirty eight goals, so they sent him to the minors. But yes, he was. Well, yeah, he. He was a hitter. He was, in, he was with Johnny for a few years. He well, he had to adjust after the lockout when the game changed. He had to adjust. So, and, but they didn't adjust their expectations. They gave him a, a five year, five million dollar contract. I think whatever. They gave him a big contract. Right. So Hunter broke into the NHL full time. So originally drafted sixth round, hundred and fiftieth overall by the Ducks. But Pretty good trade, for a sixth round pick. I'm just saying. Was traded to the Islanders for a fourth rounder in two thousand. Set the That's set the steal. Bridgeport record. In in three categories, considering Bridgeport was like a year old, so it doesn't really count. 30 goals, 35 yep, to 65. Really. <laughs> he was in the playoffs. He had a goal and a goal and assist in four games. His in the first playoffs. game was that was in that playoff that series. Leaf playoff series that yep. the Sean Bates held the shower. Yep. Um, He's wearing like number 46 40 or something. Yeah. And then he. Fit, tied first in goals and points on the team his rookie year in 03-04. And he finished fourth. Who did he tie with? Finished third. Oyashin? He finished third for Calder Trophy. So in he, the he, current day and age, he would be a finalist. <laughs> well, no, he because... He invited to the show. 20, 25 goals and 51 points would not make you a finalist for a Calder Trophy, Vincent. But he would still, in this, if that happened today, he was ranked third. He, he was third in the voting. He'd he would have been in Vegas. <laughs> he would have been there, like Michael Grapner. So he goals. He was tied with Tchaikovsky with twenty five, and points was Oleg Kavasha. Well, that's the problem. How did those guys what leave the team that year? Apologies. How did those guys leave the New York Islanders? 2003, 2004. How is it possible that those guys were the They made the playoffs that year. Yeah, they got how blown they out by Tampa. That team? I know, but still, how did they even get into an eighth seed with that team? Was it was a year that I think they fired Laviolette. They fired Laviolette that year, I think. Uh, no. I think it was the year before they fired Laviolette. Because they played Ottawa okay. the year before. Right, right, right. Because he, he got them to the playoffs in, in Toronto and then got them to the playoffs with Ottawa. I guess maybe he got fired. I don't know. Isn't he coaching somewhere now? I thought he had. Oh, yeah, he's in Washington. He's the Caps coach. Kind of about yeah, that. He's Caps coach. Um. Coaching career, played Ottawa. Islanders snuck into the playoffs the following year. In 2003-2004, he came to the Hurricanes. So it was after the 20, after the yeah. Ottawa series, he got fired. 
He got fired, yeah. Okay. So, that year, after the Ottawa series, Trent Hunter, Ole Kavastra led the team in points. 51 each. Jason Blake had... 51 points led the team. Michael Peck only had 40 points. Jason Blake was... Yashin he probably played. got hurt, though. Yashin got hurt. I think that was the year Yashin got his arm chopped in half. Remember that? Remember when he got his arm chopped in half? That I don't remember. That's a little before my time. It was a year. I remember the playoffs a little bit of those teams. Like, I remember them watching them getting crushed against Tampa. And I remember... That's about it. That's about the earliest I remember. I'll never forget that this. Tampa series. I'll never forget this moment. Like, him getting his arm cut. Like, it was nuts what happened to him. Like, he just fell. It was December of 2013. And then he missed 10 to 12 weeks. So, he was yeah, just... December 2003. 2003, yeah. Yeah, he was on the ice. The team scored a goal, and he fell to the ice. And the Flyers player's foot was just up in the air, and he went to go put it down, and Yashin's arm was just laying there on the ice. And the guy went, like, through oh, the, ouch. through everything, like jersey. And, of course, you don't have padding on that front part of your arm. Now I need to let you watch this video. I mean, it's no Clint Larage. I don't know if I want to. You don't really see it. The Capitals have played six games and they're and they haven't lost. Did you see that, by the way? They haven't lost in regulation. They're three and three, I think, but they have three overtime losses. From what I, from because I, I, I was looking at the standings this morning, I'm pretty sure they're just. Let's see. Oh, Alexi Yashin cuts his hand with a skate and gets an injury. God, this this TV footage looks looks like it's from two thousand and <laughs> like it's from nineteen ninety seven. Okay. Oh. Yeah, that's not great. He's screaming, and it's not like there was anything that he could do about it. It's and it's no, not like the player around. could do anything either. No. That's tough. So, yeah, there's that. Um, What else we got? What else we got? We got 67 text messages we haven't discussed yet. 62 text messages. Sorry. I, I feel I, like he just sent three more now that he doesn't have a job. He might have. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's unquestionable. That's, it's unacceptable. That's can't just can't be doing that stuff and they had to get rid of them they, they had no choice but that's we said it to each Especially other for, that's the change in ownership right there right that's if this was the will ponds they would have at least dragged this out a couple of days we're, we're still least. wondering what's going to happen to him right now if that's the will I mean, yeah the, what, what the veltron thing took like probably i don't know four or five days and I know it's a different situation, significantly different situation and different, um, you know, actions and stuff. Different severity of actions. 
Right. But still, like, there was no decision to be made here. Everybody and everybody said it. You know, I when I woke up the next morning, I saw all the, the Twitter reaction from the night before. He acknowledges it. He admits it. There's no investigation to be done. The article came out at 11:30 at night. At 7:30 in the morning, he got fired. It was just cut and dried. Sorry. I mean, you can't be doing that kind of stuff. And as for, you know, who's going to be the GM? Sandy's been in charge the whole time. It's that's not really anything I'm worried about. Well, they Sandy also the, said that he's going to run the team this year. There was something right. he had where said he that said before. Right, where he is just basically going to be the guy. In other words, Porter was just here to hold hostage for uh, for Theo to be done with uh, whatever he's doing, his vacation, or what you say. What did you say? He's doing. What did you say he was up to? Working with commissioners. Uh, so it's something in the. It's like the on-field area of the commissioner's office or something. I don't really know what the hell it is. Here's some uh, oddly. Speaking of general manager breaking news, um, the Phoenix Coyote general manager has been suspended through next December. The former general. They fired oh, yeah. this guy, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Main rolling Monday, circulating memos. In the game, breaches avocation to the club. Because he was trying to find that other... Was weird... What was he doing? It was a weird situation. He was trying to find work? They got... Well, they got fined a couple of draft picks because they, like, did some shady shit with, um, like, uh, training camps or whatever or, like, combine stuff. Right. And they got fined, like, a first-round pick next year. Okay. And a lot of that was under him. But then there was an issue with him with... I forgot what it was, really but it was he like did. he wanted to quit, but then they wouldn't let him quit, and then he just started looking for another job, and then there was it was like in limbo, and they just decided to have a conversation with Taylor Hall without him, and he was like, "What the fuck's going on?" I don't know. It was very. It's a very strange situation. I don't know the whole story of it. That just sounds weird. Yeah. But back to the Mets. I mean... Sandy's, run, Sandy's running no it question. for the year. Sandy's in charge. And their second choice is the guy they hired for the assistant GM. So they're, the two of them are in charge. You you move on to next year and you figure out a general manager. They also, interestingly enough, because I thought it was interesting when they fired him, they brought Omar back today. What? And it's not <laughs> technically in a... A baseball role, according to what's he gonna play? Mr. The report, it's like <laughs> no, he's gonna be. It's not like in a, a front office general manager role. It's like a Mike Puma tweeted it. I'm gonna look really quick at what the wording he used. No, we already know Major League Baseball always has those <sighs> long. <Omar> <laughs> Omar Minaya is returning to the Mets in an ambassadorship role in which he will make appearances on behalf of the organization, also help to reach out to the Latino community. And then it says he spent the last four years as an advisor in the front office. He was GM from 05 to 10. 
So he's in the mix, and there had been a thing, a report, that Steve Cohen and, and Omar had a good relationship, and I think, I'm assuming Sandy liked him. I, they're calling it a, a ambassadorship. Maybe this is one of those things where, like, Omar has a job for life kind of thing. Right, like you, like when they send or Mookie Wilson out back... to give a, a baseball to a random fan in the stands. Correct, correct. Or like, like almost like some of the stuff Franco does where he's just there. But like, there's no, you know, even if he's making legitimate base, not baseball decisions, but his input on like international free agents, he's always been good at that stuff. And, you know, just to have his him around on the guy in the room it can't hurt so that's, that's you know I, I feel like that leads to more than uh he's he's in the room just an when they're, role, he, he's in the room when they make decisions you gotta think he's somewhat like he involved is. he has or been the past couple years it, he, there was never any issues yeah. with Omar it's just he paid a lot of money to guys, and then eventually the, the Madoff thing happened, and the team couldn't afford him. And they had to figure out how to get younger, true. and they had to fire him to bring in Sandy to make the team younger and get rid of all the money. Basically, yeah. I mean, the only – to me, it, the only bad decision he made was – I mean, he did sign Jason Bay, so that's an issue. And he signed Ali Perez, which, is, again, was an issue. But he did – he built – helped build the team up until that point. So it was kind of, you know. Still will never forget. Oh, Irish yes. night, 2007. Or 2006. Ali Perez's first day as a Met. They do the anthem. The team comes out. First warm-up ball he throws. Almost hit the person who sang the anthem in the head. And then, if I remember correctly – And yet – and yet, Oliver Perez is still a major league pitcher. And might be on the Mets this year, for all we know. Because um, they need a left-handed reliever. They didn't get Brad Hand. They have Blevins back. I know, but he's like on a minor league deal. They need like a legitimate... like They're probably going to bring Justin Wilson back, as if I would guess. But I wouldn't count Ali Perez out. Irish Knight. Hold on, I'm looking this up. Irish Knight at Shea. Oh, God. I doubt anybody's going to have this information that you're looking for. <laughs> this is like me looking for a turn on a shootout goal from 2005. No, I think this is it. This is the wrong one. When was he on the team? 06 or 07? 06. He was traded. For, he was deadline of 06. In the trade for Duane Sanchez. He was in that trade. No, this is for last season. Nope. Where's baseball reference? Mets. 2006. Schedule. Let's see here. So you said he was traded for Sanchez. So that was around here. I'm going to say it was this game here. Let's see if I get this right. Nope, Glavin started this game. It was definitely against the Phillies. Was it this one? 
and they lost this game. What happened in this game? Is this it? Nope, this wasn't it either. Hmm. But he did pitch in that game. That's weird. Or maybe it was later in this series. At Philly, at Philly. It was definitely home against Philly. So it had, maybe it was one of these three. Hold on, I'm finding this moment, Ben. Here it is. Found How it. are you going to know that it's the moment? Found it. I found it. How are you? How do you know? Okay. So, the game was August 26, 2006. Phillies at the Mets. Okay. This is on Baseball Almanac, so now i got to find it on Baseball Reference so I can actually see the play-by-play -play from the inning. Baseball Reference. Yes. Where's the play-by-play? How do you know it's this game, though? This happened eventually in this game. Where is it? Where is your home run, sir? Is Ollie still pitching? Yep. Oliver is still pitching in this inning. It is now the fifth inning. The Mets are up 2 nothing. Walk. Ground out. Force at second, walk, right? A two on, another ground out. And then Victorino has a base hit. And Ali Perez hits Chase Utley to load the bases. And then gives up a home run to Ryan Howard. <laughs> grand slam. So that's how you remembered it. Okay. Yeah. But and they won this game. And they ended up winning this game, yeah. But they were losing 5-2 at one point. And they came back on a Delgado home run to make it 5-4. And then Delgado had a sack fly. And then some a bunch of doubles. Sean Green and Chris... The, Chris the, Woodward. Sean Green, Andy Chavez, Chris Woodward. The, the heart and soul of this team. The absolute backbone of this team. I ended up with the win in this game. Pedro Feliciano, the great Pedro Feliciano with the win in this game. The great Pedro Feliciano. Rick White with the loss. Remember Rick White? As the bullpen, as Darren Oliver comes in with a shutout inning. John Lieber. And then Pedro Feliciano. And then Guillermo Moda shutting the door. <laughs> with two scoreless innings. What a bum that guy was. <laughs> we were so excited for that guy. Yeah. Darren Moda was very, very good that season for the Mets. Yeah, but then we found that it was terrible. Until the playoffs. Everybody was I, I believe that was the case. I believe that was the case, yes. What's he up to these days? You know? I don't want to know. <laughs> ah... All right, now that we got our random... I think that's a rabbit hole we can pass on. I don't, I don't need to know <laughs> what Guillermo Boda is doing right now. He, spell Guillermo without looking it up. G-U-I-L-L-I-A. Oh, I don't know. Why can't I find the pitching lines in this? Oh, here it is. G U I 
L L E R M O. Oh, yeah. I just typed in Guillermo, like, just blank search Guillermo, and it comes up the guy from Jimmy Kimmel. Okay. <laughs> so his career numbers were 39 and 45 with a 4 ERA and 696 strikeouts lifetime. He also has two World Series rings. But if you look, in, if you look, 2006 Mets in 18 games, he had a one ERA. And you during the 2012, 18 innings. So for the first time in his career, 2010, he he signed a minor league contract after making the team out of camp. He won his first despite struggling all season. And then during 2012, he became one of three players in league history to fail a drug test twice when testing positive. <laughs> so my question is, why? In 2012. He... Yeah. So why does he get the second ring? Does he actually? You think he actually physically has one? <laughs> well, I don't fi- think he does. To be honest. Here's a fun fact. You ready for some fun facts on this guy? He was signed September 7th, 1990 by the New York Mets. After playing two years in the Dominican Republic, he was assigned to the Gulf Coast Mets League as a third baseman where he batted 249 with a home run, a stolen base, and a 934 fielding percentage in 43 games. couldn't hit either. <laughs> so, <laughs> in 1995, wait a minute. In 1995, they moved him to shortstop. Oh, my God. Where, with Where the Capital City stats? Bombers, he batted 243, struck out 127 times in 400 at-bats while committing 40 errors at shortstop. In 96, returned to St. Lucie, where he bought 234, 90 strikeouts, and 304 at-bats while committing 21 errors. The following season, he was okay. selected by the Montreal Expos in the Rule 5 draft, and they quickly converted him to a pitcher. <laughs> so all I'm getting from this is that the Indians probably should make him Ed Rosario a pitcher. <laughs> it's basically the same guy, right? mean it's it's a little mean but i think it's true he also he hit two home runs in his major league career he hit a three-run homer for the expos with his only at bat in his rookie season and he hit June a ninth he had a three-run home run for the dodgers he had a three-run homer against mark gunthry on june 9th 1999 and and then 2003 he had another home run i don't know against two hold on hold on he was a dodger he had conflict with Mike Piazza. On March twenty. 20- oh yeah, that. Oh yeah, I forgot he hit Piazza. Yes, that I remember. <laughs> he hit Piazza, yeah, and Piazza was gonna beat the shit out of him. But then they wanted. Well, no, he wasn't on the team with Piazza in 06. They weren't. Obviously, Piazza wasn't there. Why does this not have his? Whoa, he pitched really well in twenty thirteen. Earned the roster spot from May first to twenty seventh. 15 and 23rd consecutive scoreless innings. He got his first save. Jim Tracy used him to get the save because he wanted to arrest Gagne. Struck out six guys in a three in three innings in a 12-5 loss. Had another scoreless streak. Oh, here's his second. Joe Roa. Don't know who that is. Nicknamed the Roa Constructor. 
Okay. <laughs> that's that's enough of that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure everyone just stopped listening. So I think that's the end of the show, I'll be completely honest. Um when you bring up the Roa constrictor, I think we're I think we're done. Um, are you excited about WWE going to be cheaper now? Are you going to now subscribe because it'll be cheaper? And you get Peacock out of it? Is it cheaper? So they, so NBC bought them, right? Peacock. It's going to be uh, what? the WWE Network. NBC bought the WWE? No, no, no. They bought the network. Well, they bought the network. Okay. They bought the network. So it's going to convert over starting, I believe, in March to Peacock. So the network won't be an app. You'll have to have Peacock to get it. Four ninety nine, and they can put commercials on at any time during live events. Or that for, doesn't sound like it makes a lot of sense. Or, I might get it. Or though. for nine ninety nine, for nine ninety nine, it'll be the regular one. But it's basically, they're taking the, basically they're taking the network and they're going to move it over to. That is actually going to help Peacock a lot because if you look at the at the like when you go to sign up for Peacock and you look at their tiers, they basically get entirely off of The Office. Like there's a free tier and it says you get like the first two seasons of The Office. There's a the low paid tier you said is five bucks you get every episode, and then the ten buck one you get I think ad free every episode. But like it was based only on the office. It was not, none of the other features they were talking about. Well, if you, you can't remember, sell a whole streaming service like that. If you remember, I had the 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 free one. I signed up for the free one. So did I, yeah. To watch Friday Night Lights, but it had commercials and it was bothering me. And then I finally found it back on Amazon Prime that they finally put it back there and it was no commercials, so I was able to watch it. Um, and that was when so I stopped I watching did, Peacock. I did watch. I watched Saved by the Bell a little bit on Peacock, and it had commercials, and it was annoying. But I did. I watched a couple episodes of a Saved by the Bell. The original Saved by the Bell, not the new stupid thing that's out there. No, I watched. Yeah, I watched the original old. I actually watched like they did like a college years. Yeah, I remember that. I hadn't years. watched in a while, and it's terrible. But I watched it. I didn't go back and watch any of the like original stuff yet just because i meant to go back and watch it and i forgot what about did you watch the one free episode of the the new one because if you don't pay for peacock you get one free episode of anything original on there basically they give you the one episode because they want you to then go buy the rest of it to watch keep watching right i'm not gonna Robbie Cano is posting on Instagram, by the way. In case you were wondering if the guy was still alive. But, with that being said. Um, but yes, it is $4.99. You get WWE Network now. I don't know if that includes commercials during like pay-per-views. But I think it is kind of silly that they're going to do that. I doubt. But I also think it's kind of silly that they're doing it during WrestleMania season. Like, at least start that after WrestleMania. Well, I mean, I think that makes actual sense because they're trying to get people to to subscribe now. Or subscribe for Mania onto the new service. 
I think I'm going to try the 499 because I've been paying the 10 bucks for the regular network now. And they're saying they're moving everything there anyway. So so it'll probably be similar to what Disney Plus is where you'll go on and you'll have to select WWE. That sounds like a lot. Yeah. That's just a lot of content. Right. It, it makes sense if that's... I mean, it's a good way to get subscribers to Peacock. I mean, other than The Office, what else is on there? Um... I mean, NBC has a good catalog of shows that, like, from their history, but a lot of these, they're they're launching it with Office stuff, but they're, I mean, all of these streaming services have original content planned that isn't going to be on the whatever channel they're associated with, that, you know, stuff that's only on HBO Max and stuff that's only on Peacock and Apple TV and all that stuff. Right. But it's just... They didn't launch it with. They only launched it with the Saved by the Bell show. Like as far as I know, they didn't launch it with anything special. Right. They basically were just living off their past to launch it. Right. And like, listen, a lot of people like love The Office. I love The Office. I watched it a lot on Netflix. I'm not gonna pay an extra ten bucks a month just to watch The Office. It doesn't. It doesn't make any. It doesn't not worth it for me at the moment. Right, they, but to pay, but, to pay things, but if you're gonna pay five bucks, then you get both. Then, it, then, it, then. If that's I'm gonna pay five bucks to watch, and I get to watch The Office and the pay-per-views and everything, that makes a lot more sense. Right. So I got. We got to look more into what. Because I don't even have WWE Network as it is. Right. Normally, you would just make up a fake email address, sign up for a free trial for the Super Bowl, and be Basically. done. Basically. Or it. even I'll I'll pay the the eight dollars when it's Rumble time and Mania time. I'd rather pay eight dollars and like sixteen dollars for the year and watch those two pay per views than pay it the whole year. Right, right now, like I said, right now it just comes in. It's a ten dollar charge to my card every month. And again, I watch it, and every once in a while, I watch an old, you know, like yesterday morning, I was watching an old, uh, an old Rumble. You know, one of the old ones. Right. So, uh, I am excited though. When is is when is the Rumble? This Sunday. This coming up Sunday. I could say it's usually in January. Yeah, this Sunday is the is the Rumble. Um, it's always the week between the Super Bowl. Between the championships and the Super Bowl. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, I'm not going to watch it. So with that being said, another thing I am excited about on Apple TV will be the Justin Timberlake movie that comes out this week. He has like, he's a washed up football player that comes back to town and it's about a kid who gets bullied because it's a boy who wants to be more like the girls. Yeah. And he, like, mentors the kid. But, again, it's Timberlake. And I was listening to him. He was on the uh, Dax Shepard podcast. He was on the Dax Dax Shepard podcast today. He's always a good listen. Mm -hmm. Always a fine listen. Timberlake's an interesting guy. I like him. Did you know? You know the NSYNC song called Gone? 
No. If you heard it, you probably know it. But it actually was originally for Michael Jackson. They wrote it for Michael Jackson. Like, he wrote it. And Michael Jackson turned it down. And then when it got released onto the NSYNC album, Michael Jackson tried to get it back from them. But he kept saying, what, what do you want me to do? That's now our song. You didn't want it. It happened already. Yeah, what are you going to do? So, I thought that was an interesting story. But, anything else from you? No, that's it. That's all? We will have our Super Bowl preview with Danny next week. Look out for that. With that being said, we'll talk to you guys later. The SD Podcast Channel. The perfect channel for any style of podcast. We have all different pop culture style podcasts for all of your listening needs. If you would like to start a podcast, you can reach us at sndpodcast at gmail.com. We are always looking for new podcasts to add to our channel, and the topic could be anything you want. So contact us now. At Acuity Insurance, we believe the things you do for your business every day are nothing short of heroic. And you deserve someone equally heroic to protect them. Like the breaking ground on new construction things, the every box and barcode matters things, and the driving the family business forward things. We put our all into covering your business so you can focus on the things you love most. That's the power of heart. Acuity Insurance, wholeheartedly for you.